What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S, FantasyBB. We post all of our new podcasts, articles, different news and notes, and all of our baseball content over on that page, Ethos Fantasy BB. And if you're not on Twitter or X, you guys can go to sportsethos.com and get all that same great content. We've just released a bunch of articles uh, going over all the different moves from the trade deadline. Nathan has done a ton of work. I think we've done all the National League teams. Now the American League articles are going to start coming out. I might have actually reversed that. Maybe it's the American League articles that have come out. I, I think I got it right the first time, and I think he's done the National League reviews. Now the American League reviews are going to start coming out. We have our daily pickup articles. We have trade, buy low and sell high articles, two-start pitchers. So there's a lot of great stuff for you guys to be checking out at sportsethos.com. Now, we are going to be talking about some news and notes today, but before we get into that, I just finished up an appearance on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Baseball Podcast with the great Jeff Erickson. We went through the entire American League East in a lot of depth, specifically focusing on my Toronto Blue Jays, which can sometimes be a bit of a sore subject. It was a little bit today, uh, but it was a great time being on Roto-Wire with Jeff. I really highly recommend you guys check that one out. Uh, It was a great thrill to be on Roto-Wire. Jeff is a pro's pro, uh, and it was a great hour talking with him. But we're going to be going through a bit of news and notes today, starting off with Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen threw a no-hitter last night, kind of just out of the blue. Uh, I don't know if anybody was ever going to expect Michael Lorenzen to throw a no-hitter, but he did it. Nine innings, shutout ball, obviously. Uh, No runs. He walked four batters. Now, that's not the greatest, but he struck out five. At the end of the day, it was a no-hitter. Great stuff for Michael Lorenzen, which does lead me to the next point where Michael Lorenzen is a sell high. If you are still in a league that is allowed to trade, and now I know today is, or maybe it's tomorrow, uh, is the standard Yahoo trade deadline. If you're playing on Yahoo, I mean, maybe your commissioner has moved it around and maybe it's uh, earlier or later than the standard one. But let's just go on the assumption that you're playing with you know the standard trade deadline. And it's it's right around this time, whatever league you're playing in. I would be shopping Michael Lorenzen a little bit simply because off of that start and not even just that start over the last month, he's pitched to a 126 ERA, a 0.79 whip, really good stuff. But I think there is a potential sell high moment here. He's still striking out less than 20% of batters. Not, and we saw it last night, five Ks in nine innings over a team. That's not the greatest. You would have hoped for more than just five strikeouts. That's definitely something to worry about. His 323 ERA is very good, but he's a 438 XFIP, a 385 FIP, which is, or they're not bad. Uh, the Sierra's 456, but it does show that he has been getting a bit lucky uh, throughout the course of the season. You combine that with the no hitter, and you might have a chance to buy yourself a pretty nice player for Michael Lorenzen. If you're looking at uh, Yahoo's player rater, he is the 64th ranked player so far this season. It's been a very impressive run, but I also don't know how sustainable it is in terms of fantasy relevance down the stretch. Not a lot of wins. I'm not sure how many wins are going to be coming from him the rest of the way. Now, he got one yesterday, obviously, but in a tough division where the team has not been performing that well, I know they're not bad, uh, but they've kind of underperformed expectations. Recently, they've been a bit better, 7-3 and in their last 10 games, but overall, tough division. I'm not sure how many win opportunities are going to be uh, for Lorenzen going forward. Combine that with the lack of strikeouts and the overperforming of the periphery stats, and I think if you're able to, Try and send an offer out there and see what you can get back from Michael Lorenzen. It might be something real pretty. You know, if there are people who just look at player rankings, and I know a lot of people, even in my home league, do that. He's a 64th-ranked player this year. You might be able to get somebody else who is in that general kind of range. And if you're just looking at 
all players where they are ranked for the season. There are a lot of players that are very good that he is ranked above right now. He's ranked above Paul Goldschmidt. He's ranked above Blake Snell, Randy Rosarena, Pablo Lopez, uh, you know, guys like Bryson Stott to a lesser extent, you know, with those names, uh, with Merrifield, there's a lot of talent that you could acquire for him if you are playing one of those leagues where people don't pay as much attention. This time of year, football is dividing attention anyway. I know a lot of people who play fantasy baseball also play fantasy football. Decent chance you can catch somebody with their pants down. They see Michael Lorenzen through a no-hitter. They see he's had a great month. And maybe they'll give you a top 50 kind of player for him. If you're looking at the guys who are ranked just ahead of him, maybe you could pull off his teammate, Nick Castellanos, in return. Maybe it's Hashan Kim. Maybe it's Nico Horner. Maybe it's whoever in that kind of range. But I think it, it, it would be a disservice to your team not to try and sell Michael Lorenzen if you're able to. Odds are he's not one of the stud pitchers on your team. Odds are you picked him up off the waiver wire at some point this season, or maybe, maybe, but likely not even. Uh, he might have been like your last draft pick this year, and you got lucky. I think it is a time to at least, excuse me, kick the tires there a little bit and just see what the market is in your league uh, for Michael Lorenzen right now. Not to say that it'll be a disaster if you can't sell him, but I don't know if we can expect these same great numbers going forward. You know, a low threes ERA, I don't know how sustainable that is from a guy like Lorenzen. I think he's pitching over his head this year a little bit. The whip and the ERA have been excellent, but is he really this good? I'm leaning towards no. Uh, but let's move on to the next topic, and that's Luis Severino. And my God, Luis Severino is still on 47% of Yahoo rosters. There is no need to roster him in any format. Uh, if it's redraft, dynasty, keeper, whatever you're playing, points, head-to-head, roto, there is no purpose in rostering Luis Severino. He has an 8.06 ERA and a 188 whip this season. Is he that bad of a pitcher? Well, I don't think anybody is actually that bad of a pitcher, especially Severino. We've seen have success at the major league level, but it's been several years now. You know, the pitching indicators are better than that 806 ERA, but they're still in the fives, you know, the five, six kind of range if you're looking at those FIP, XFIP, Sierra numbers. It doesn't inspire confidence the rest of the way. It really doesn't. He's not somebody that is dominant at all anymore. He did have that stretch in 2019, 2018 where it looked like he was going to be the next big thing. He looked like he was going to be hot shit. But since then, it's been a steady decline. The strikeout rate is not there. The walk rate is fairly high. It's a 9% strikeout minus walk rate. He's allowing a 329 average on a 359 Babbitt, only stranding 62% of base runners. Has there been some luck that's gone against him? A bit. But it doesn't even matter at this point. It's a, it's a lost season for Severino. Every single outing is a disaster. People earlier in the year were saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I was one of those people because... The talent, I think, is still there below the surface. But at this point, 47% of people are rostering him. I mean, I'm going to take a look and see what his start percentage was yesterday. It was 34% of people were still starting him out of that 47. It's not like people are just holding him and benching him and hoping for it to turn around. People are actively starting him in their lineups. I know that it is a tough year for pitching. But there are literally, I'd rather have any middle reliever on any team on my fantasy team with like a random four ERA, nobody middle reliever than I would Severino at this point. He is just actively hurting your ratios. He's not giving you a lot of strikeouts. He's not winning ball games. It's a lost year. It might be a lost career for Severino. I mean, maybe that's putting it too bluntly, too, too extreme with it, but it has been an awful couple of years for Luis Severino. The Yankees are an absolute mess. He's never really able to stay healthy. Last year was 102 innings. It was the highest he'd thrown since 2018. It's been a long time since he's been healthy and viable as a fantasy option, and I don't think it's going to change at this point. So 
send him back to your waiver wires, whatever it is you're playing. Uh, I think that he is somebody that needs to be dropped regardless of the format or how deep the league is or anything. I don't think there's any hope for Luis Severino. Maybe if you're in like a 30-team league, 30-team dynasty league, maybe. But holy shit, it has been really a rough ride uh, for Severino this season. And going back to the last couple of years, you got to feel for him. But at this point, he's really actively hurting your team. Let's talk Walker Bueller. He threw a simulated game yesterday. He touched 93 miles an hour during one inning. Really good report. Now, people are starting to add him. Um, he's gone up from 47 to 53% on Yahoo. I'm not sure exactly when he'll be coming back. Um, according to Dave Roberts, it went really well. The procedure, much better than we expected, which is really good. Uh, it's his second Tommy John. So, I mean, you, you, you have to take that at face value that it did go really well. Um, Bueller has acknowledged that his original goal of returning September 1st isn't realistic because he's going to need a few more rehab games. I'm reading uh, from the Rotowire right up here on Yahoo. Uh, the righty remains confident he'll be able to help the Dodgers in some capacity before the end of the regular season. I think that it is probably worth stashing him if you have the space, if you have a free IL spot, then it doesn't hurt. There is a chance that Walker Bueller could come and pitch over the last couple weeks of September, which is the crunch time for fantasy season whether it is Roto or head-to-head, specifically in head-to-head there. I mean, specifically, it could be either if you're fighting for a few Roto categories, but that's when you're in the playoffs for head-to-head. I think it is worth stashing him, but it also is worth bringing up, are you necessarily going to be starting him? Let's say it's his first start. Let's say it's against the Padres. Let's say it's against a fairly difficult offense. Let's say maybe even the Braves or whoever it is. Are you starting him in a playoff matchup? It's tricky. You know, if his first start comes in a playoff matchup, you got to say probably not because you're not sure how much he's going to be worked up if those three or four innings are likely to yield a good result regardless. And even if they do, what's the upside of three good innings when you've stashed the guy for so long? Now, I don't know that it'll be three innings. I don't know what to expect from Walker Bueller. I think at this point, you got to stash him if you have the room and then just see how it plays out. If we see that he's progressing well, he's hitting, you know, five, six innings and in rehab starts. He's hitting that old velocity he used to hit in the you know, mid-upper 90s if everything looks good, if he's staying healthy, then you have a lot more confidence. If he does, you know, only throw one or two innings here and there, and they're, you got to listen to the coach because sometimes the coaches will bullshit you, but this is, seems to be a good report from Dave Roberts. It went well, much better than we expected. I'll take it at face value, but I also have to see what the next couple of weeks show in terms of his rehabs, what the pitch count is, what the velocity is. And if they're going to use him as a starter or as a reliever, because if they're going to use him as a reliever, then we can kind of forget about fantasy value. If he's going to be throwing one or two innings in the sixth or seventh down the stretch, uh, there's no real fantasy upside there. But if they are going to put him back in the rotation for the last couple of weeks, if they're maybe fighting for that division, if the Giants can get back into it somehow, I doubt it at this point. They're six back, but you never know. Uh, maybe they'll feel like they need to start Walker Bueller over those last couple of weeks. It's just a situation where, for now, you stash, keep a close eye and monitor it, and it's honestly impossible to give like a fully formed opinion right now. But I think if he is not fully worked up, if he's not built up to at least 60, 70, 80 pitches before he debuts, then it's probably not going to be worth it. I do think regardless right now, you add him if you have the room. It's about a 50-50 shot. He's on 53% of rosters. You flip the coin right there. And you see if he is going to be available or not. But I think if he is available and you have the space the upside is probably worth it. Because if we, if he comes back and he is able to throw two or three games at the end of September and it's old Walker Bueller, then that might just be enough to win people fantasy championships. If they've already got their established teams, they're adding a Walker Bueller to that mix. That might be enough to push you over the edge. We have to just keep a close eye and monitor the situation for now. And it's really hard to give like a fully formed opinion. But I do think uh, that there's a decent chance that Walker Bueller is able to have a couple of decent starts 
uh, down the stretch. But we just have to keep a close eye on that one. We'll definitely uh, keep you guys updated on that. I do want to talk about Shane McClanahan a little bit because I haven't really talked about it on the show very much. Uh, at the end of last week, I was sick and I was putting out the old episodes from the trade deadline show from last week. This week, we haven't really talked about it, but I mean, I doubt you've missed it. Maybe you did, but Shane McClanahan is pretty much uh, foregone conclusion that he's done for the season. Uh, according to Kevin Cash, it's highly unlikely he's going to pitch again this year. Now, I think <laughs> this one is kind of tricky. For, because the percentages will be skewed because of Dynasty and whatnot. He's 87% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Now, most Yahoo Leagues are redraft. I think most people who are playing Dynasty are playing them on fan graphs, excuse me, not fan graphs, fan tracks. But if you're playing in a redraft league and you're still holding McClanahan, there's probably a good percentage of people that are. I don't think it's really worth it. I'll give that, that same piece of advice that I tend to give. If you have free IL space, then sure. I mean, hell, it doesn't hurt anybody if he's sitting there on the IL and you have nobody else that's actively needing an IL spot. If you're eating zeros to hold on to Shane McClanahan, you're going to be disappointed. It's very unlikely he's going to pitch again this season. There's a chance he might need Tommy John surgery. And I just really don't expect him to come back in the regular season. Like, if he is going to come back this year, I wouldn't expect it to be until the playoffs when maybe the Rays are saying, okay, He's 85%. He's 90%. He's not perfect, but we're not exactly flush for starters. You know, we talked about this with Jeff on the Rotowire show today. The Rays have five injuries. I mean, Glass now just had an injection the other day. He's not, like, on the IL or anything, but everybody seems to be hurt. Everybody in this rotation is always hurt. Zach Eflin, the only one who's, you know, not gotten hurt so far. They brought in Savali, which is good. They have a couple of all right guys like Bradley and Littell. Bradley's not been that great, though. But to, to my point is maybe they get to the playoffs and they say, okay, we're not throwing Zach Littell and Taj Bradley out there. We're gonna Even if they're 100%, we'll throw Shane at 85%, 80%, whatever it is. This is a hypothetical situation. I don't know if McClanahan's even going to be at the point where he can pitch in the playoffs. But I think, honestly, you, it, it's very tricky. Like, even as I'm saying it, I'm kind of contradicting myself in my head. You hold them if you can but do not take zeros for him because I don't think that he is going to pitch again this season. Maybe if it gets to the second round of the playoffs or the World Series or whatever, maybe they say, okay, Shane, you know you're not 100%. We'll wrap the elbow, whatever the hell we'll do. We'll ice it before the game. We'll, we're not ice it before the game, but you know, we'll, we'll do the treatments on it that get it prepared so you're maybe able to give us 70, 80 pitches in the playoffs. They're a team that's very likely going to make the postseason, even if they continue to flounder the way they have. Not sure they're going to push and bring him back sooner than they need to. So I think he is likely done for the regular season. He's likely done for the season as a whole. But I just don't know that in redraft it really is going to be worth it for you. Again, if you have the free space and you're not hurting anybody, then sure. But I don't – I wouldn't be you – know, like if somebody dropped McClanahan in your league, I wouldn't really be rushing to add him again unless there's just nobody on your IL or you have unlimited IL spots. If you do have unlimited IL spots, I doubt that the person holding him would have dropped him. But I think it's a very tricky situation to kind of project the next two months for McClanahan. I don't really foresee him pitching in the regular season again. Maybe he does. Maybe it's not as serious as we think. But I don't know that it's worth it uh, to take a zero for him. In fact, I'm, I'm fairly certain it would be a bad decision for you uh, if you're doing that on your fantasy teams. But that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, just kind of a pitching update on a few different arms. Again, Michael Lorenzen, sell high if you can. Kick the tires on your league. Just see what the kind of offers are that you'd be getting back. Luis Severino, please drop him in all formats. He has just cooked for the season. There is no chance. Uh, Walker Bueller, decent stash. Again, we're going to monitor that situation closely and keep an eye on pitch count and velocity, but he's a good stash. And Shane McClanahan is only somebody that I'd really be holding if you have that luxury IL space. Or maybe if you're a team that's just way out in front of the pack and you figure, okay, I'm making the playoffs anyway. I might as well hold on to Shane and see. 
He could do that, but I think he's likely done for the year. Uh, but anyway, guys, that will wrap it up for us today. We'll come back again tomorrow and wrap up the week with you guys. Take a look at any news and notes that we have. Once again, check out the Rotowire pod today. Uh, very proud moment for me going on there. It was a lot of fun with Jeff talking about my favorite slash least favorite subject in the Blue Jays. And you guys uh, can go check that out on Rotowire's uh, podcast feed. But go check me out over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 at Ethos Fantasy BB as well. We post all the different links and articles and podcasts and everything from everybody within the baseball division here. And then sportsethos.com if you have not checked this out over there already. A lot of great basketball and football content to go along with the baseball that you're used to. Also hockey. We shouldn't leave hockey behind. There are hockey fans, fantasy hockey fans out there. We have a great hockey team as well. So go and check out all that at sportsethos.com. And until tomorrow, guys, have a great night. Take care. We'll see you later.